In this message, you will learn. Singleness is a time to build yourself up. You have to build yourself. There are pillars that I want to take you through that are pillars of life. They, they will be you know, appropriate for the singles. They will be appropriate for the married couples. Number one, in every human being, there should be a quest for wisdom. You want to get better. Amen. Being single is not a disease. You are not sick. There's nothing wrong with you. Amen. We, we need to, to make that clear. If you are single, you are not sick. You don't need a doctor to diagnose you and say you are suffering from singleness. Yeah? Being single is a, 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 a season in somebody's life. Amen. And once in a lifetime, those who are married went through a time when they were single. And they can testify that once they are married, they wish they were single again. So they can unlearn and learn and correct some mistakes. Amen. Because all in, in life, if you don't make a mistake, you don't grow. To stand here and say, I have never made a mistake, I'll be lying before you. Because my mistakes are my stepping stones into learning and becoming better. Amen. So being single, let's get that one clear. You are not sick. You don't need a doctor. You don't need a prophet to tell you that you must marry, 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 marry now, 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 now. Because, you know, the, husband is, is, uh, the husbands are getting finished, the wives are getting finished. But you need to be ready for it. Amen. You need to be mentally ready for the next level of your life. Singleness is the time of enjoying your own company. So there are things that people say, I'm going to get married, but they're getting married for the wrong reasons. Some, they say, I fear to be, you know, it's the fear of independence. You want to depend on somebody and you are, you are fearfully saying, oh no, I need to get married now, now, now. Because when I get married, I'll be more secure. And then you marry, you are still insecure. Because you are taking your insecurity into the marriage. Amen? Some marry because they are on the rebound. They marry because they say, my first marriage failed, so I must marry quickly to correct the mistakes that I made in my first marriage. And that is wrong. Some marry, rush into marriages because they say, I'm 41, I'm 42, I'm 43. Children, when, how? I'm going to turn 50 soon. Children, when, how? So people, the first man or the first woman they see, they want to propose they want to get married on day one that they've met the person. And that's not the case with marriage. Marriage is for life. Singleness, you can choose. Singleness can be a temporary state for a short season. And some people will be happily single for the rest of their life. Let's face it, there are people who are happily single for the rest of their life. Not that they are homosexual. They are perfectly fine, but they choose to be single because they choose to. And as a church, we need to come to that point where we realize that people make decisions in their lives and we need to embrace it. If somebody says, I'm happily single, let's not bother them and say, when are you getting married? When are you getting married? When, 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 when are you getting married? When is the husband coming? When are the children popping? Because then the church becomes a place of pressure. People are running outside from a pressured world. 
they're coming into church to feel safe and then they come to church because they are single, they feel pressured that this year you must marry. This year you must have children. This year you must move house. This year you must do this. This year and people don't want to be pressured. So enjoy being single. Single is about developing one, your relationship with God. Because you will need it when you are married. You will need your firm foundation when you are married. Amen. The Bible says, who builds a house on sand? When the storms of life come, will that house still stand? If its foundation is on the sand. So let's not build superficial relationships. Let's build relationships that are lasting. Amen. Before you get married, ask yourself this question. Why am I, why do I want to get married? Why do I want to get married? Why? Why do you want to live your single life of waking up, preparing one bowl of break cereal, go to work, drive your car, go to work, work, come back. There's no children that are making noise. You come, you take a bath under candle lit with yourself and go to and prepare a dinner for one and go to bed. Why do you want to get married? Why? So this morning, if you are single, I just want you to think about it. Why do I want to get married so desperately? Is it to escape my life? Is it because of age? And do you feel the pressure that because I'm growing old? Is it the fear of not having anyone to support you? Because if you fear having no one to support you, when you, are get, you get married and your husband or your wife doesn't support you, you'll be disappointed. Is it because you want somebody to provide for you? What if they don't? You'll be disappointed. Amen? Is it because you want to have sex in marriage? And you think, let me go and get married so I can have sex every day instead of stealing and, and you know. You will have plenty of that. More opportunities. You'll even deny some opportunities when you're married, amen. You'll have headaches sometimes when you're married and you think, today I have a headache because I just don't want it. So don't get married because you're rushing because you see the married couples are having sex and it looks so lovely and you know, you want to be part of, of, of that club. You have to think about it. Why am I getting married? Singleness is a time to build yourself up. You have to build yourself the pillars that I want to take you through that are pillars of life. They, they will be, you know, appropriate for the singles. They will be appropriate for the married couples. Number one, in every human being, there should be a quest for wisdom. You want to get better. A quest for wisdom. Every, every day of your life, these are things you need. Pillars that need to build your life until you go. You live this life. All these pillars need to be well balanced. You have to have wisdom in your life. How are you getting wisdom? As a single person, have you studied enough? Have you ventured into, you know, businesses? Have you tried studying? Have you tried making yourself better? Have you done a degree? You're not waiting for a husband to take you to university when you are 45 
and you are 50 and you say, I'm waiting for my husband to come and pay for my uni fees so I can go to university and study to become a doctor. By the time you've become a doctor at 45, you'll have done seven years, you'll be 52. By the time you specialize and become a GP, you'll be 50, nearly 58. Can you wait that long for somebody to fund your education? Why don't you do it now? You have the time. You have the moments. Make yourself better financially. Amen? I'm coming to that. And number two, a vocation. Number two, pillars of life. You have to have a vocation. You have to have something that you can, you can use. Something, education, like I say, acquire a skill. Study. There are so many short, short courses available. Some are free. Do a course in something. One day you will need it. Do a course in business. Someday you'll need it. Do a course in health. Someday you'll need it. Just do a little bit of, of something. Study. Make yourself better. Praise God. And the third pillar that you'll need in this life is finance. You will need finance in life. Amen. So when you're single, how are you managing your finances? Sometimes you make a mistake. You're single. You mismanage your finances. When you are married, it carries on, it becomes a continuous cycle. Sometimes we need to sit back and think, how am I managing my finances? Amen. Take that stand back and, and, and look at your life. Where do I want to be financially? Where do I want to go financially? Don't wait for somebody to come and buy you a house. To come and, 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 and support you financially. What are you doing to correct the behaviors, the trends, the life, you know, the mistakes you made. Because when we make mistakes and, and don't learn from them, the mistakes get repeated. It becomes a cycle. Amen? The fourth pillar that is so crucial in our life is relationships, love and intimacy. I've grouped them under one relationship, love, intimacy. Every person needs a relationship. Every person needs love. Every person must give love. Sometimes people are saying, I'm waiting for somebody to come and love me when they don't love themselves. So if you're single, it's the time to love yourself. What is it about you that is, is, is the best thing that you can offer somebody? Relationship is Giving and receiving. Not just giving, giving, giving. Every time if my husband just loves me and I don't love him back, he just loves me, one day the love will finish because he's not getting a reciprocal love back. So if I love him, he loves me. I love him, he loves me. It's a mutual, we all grow in love together. But if it's all about I just love myself, me, myself, and I, then it won't work. Every person has quest for relationships, friends. If you are single, you make friends. But those friends must be godly friends. If you are a Christian, we are believers here. So every friend we make must be a godly Christian. Because why? The Bible says, bad manners corrupt good manners. If you spend time with an ungodly friend, not long from now, you'll become ungodly. If you have a friend who goes clubbing every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was working somewhere yesterday and this um, person, assistant was saying, oh, I'm going to Birmingham 
I'm going to um, be on seven trains. I'm going to see my girlfriend in Birmingham. And when I get there, um, I'll get there about 12. And when we get there, we're going clubbing. And we drink, 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 come back Saturday. <laughs> and then Saturday, we're going somewhere. In the evening, drink, 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 drink. Sunday, <laughs> oh my God. Sunday, we still go clubbing. And he's coming back on Monday at 8. And he starts work at 9. I said, oh my God, wow. How lost can you be? How lost can you be? But you see, in life, we associate with people by choice. It's not under duress. The friends we keep are by choice. But those friends that we keep, if you keep a friend who is against marriage, who doesn't believe in marriage, who doesn't want to be better, who doesn't want to go to church, not long from now, you'll be the same. You want, you'll start not coming to church. You'll start, start not liking the things of God. You'll start deviating from the things of God. Amen. That's, uh, what number is it? Number five. Everyone must have social influence or leadership. Social influence is the things that we do, not just for us, for others. How are you impacting the world? Like I said, you need wisdom, you need a vocation. When you have a vocation, when you have the finances, when you have good relationships, love, intimacy, husband, you are single, you are married, you are happy, relationship-wise, you are doing well. Socially, you've got to impact somebody's life. What are we doing to touch the world out there? Many philanthropists, they earn, they are successful, they are billionaires, they are, they've made the money. But they understand that once they've made the money, the money is not enough to bring them joy. Somehow, somehow you need to take and invest in somebody who will never thank you someday. Invest in somebody who will never appreciate what you're doing. Doing it because you have godly beliefs. Doing it because you've got godly beliefs. You know you can support a child in Africa. You can support a school there. You can you know, support projects that are, uh, uh, are raising up children who are, you know, who, who've been left by their parents. You can support organizations. So a part of you is part of being a successful Christian believer, human being, is to have that social influence, leadership in that area. You can have all the money you want, but if you hoard the money, this is why the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, there is that one who scatters yet prospers. And there's that one who holds and his, her money dwindles away. So when you scatter the money, this is where you are blessed. God is blessing you. Support a child. You know, supporting a child through education doesn't cost that much. Monthly, probably they'll say pay 20 pounds a month. Support the child. Adopt one child. Adopt two children. Adopt three children. Adopt them. Let them benefit from, from what God is doing in your life. And that on itself will have a blessing in your life. Amen. The sixth pillar that I want to address is um, physical well-being, health, and vitality. We know that without health, there's no wealth, there's no joy, there's nothing. Without physical, for, for you as a, as, a, as a single person, you know, keeping yourself fit, Exercising, eating well. <laughs> yeah. 
eating well, being single is not a takeaway arena where every day it's McDonald's, every day it's KFC, every day, what am I going to eat? Nando's today. What am I going to eat? KFC, Chinese, pizza. It's like your daily staple. Monday is pizza, Tuesday is Indian, you know, Wednesday is, is Caribbean, Thursday is Spanish, Friday is KFC, you're back to McDonald's on Sunday. Being single doesn't mean eat anyhow. Because you are going somewhere. Amen. That, that is one of the things we need to learn. This is for singles and for married couples. Because also as married couples, we can't say now that I've arrived in this institution, I can grow sideways, upwards, any way I want. Amen. We need to try. It's, it's, it's one of the difficult things to get up and go and exercise. But we can begin again. Amen. One of those that I've been saying I'm going to exercise and my husband says, oh, no, no. I've had that song for such a long time, you know. So exercise is important. Health is important. What we eat, because what we eat as single people will take into our marriage. You know, marriage is not your wedding day. A lot of people say, I want to get married, I want to get it, but they're actually saying, I want that wedding celebration, that dress. I want, when you say, okay, tell me about your, your marriage. Oh, I can picture myself in that dress. I can picture the, the, a trail of bridesmaids, seven of them, wearing this color. You know, the tables, the cake. It's just a wedding. Many people being single spend their time thinking about their wedding day. Not the marriage. Wedding day lasts nearly, not more than 12 hours. Your wedding day. From getting up, exchanging the vows, the reception is finished. You go home, the honeymoon begins. But if you didn't prepare for it, you are in for a shock. If you didn't take time to prepare, this is why, you know, myself and pastor take time to counsel. Married, people who are preparing to get married. Because it's not just getting the day, the celebration, the excitement, who is there, the dance, your first dance and everything. That is good. But it goes beyond that. Amen. So when you are preparing and thinking about marriage, think beyond. Amen. And finally, after obviously the health is so important, is so key, um, because when you start having children, then they're going to take the trends of our eating habits. My eating habits will pass on to my children because that's what I know. You know, I cook with half a bottle of oil, so what's the problem? I deep fry everything I eat, so my children will deep fry everything they eat and the, the health issues just run in the family. So we need to consider that we are here until we are how many years old? 120. So our hearts need to be protected. All our systems, this is why, you know when I was single, I used to pray for my husband before I knew him that God, I pray for all his organs. I pray, I was, I was, I was praying like, you know, everything about him. Lord, his cardiovascular system, his gastric system. I was praying funny prayers, but I was praying that Lord, cover every single area, even in any area I haven't even covered in prayer. This is why it's a time of you connecting with God 
telling God, this is the kind of person I would love to have, but God knows it all. If somebody comes and they do not fit all the criteria you've set, and you, you rule one and say, oh no, he doesn't smile the way I like it, so he's not the one, you know? It's, there is no one who's 100% perfect. Are we perfect? No. Is there anything, things we don't like about ourselves? Of course. And there will be things you don't like about your, your spouse also. But, you know, when you, are, when you are preparing to get married, love yourself. It's important. Learn to know yourself, your traits. If you are an angry person who gets angry quickly, you need to work on that because it's going to spill over. It's going to spill over. What if you marry another angry person? So what kind of household is that going to be? Before you know it, you know, if you don't control it, before you get married, there'll be saucepans flying all over the house. Amen. It's important for us to know who we are. Understand yourself as a single person. You are going far. If you don't know what makes you happy, you don't know your vision, because when you meet your person, it's the visions will speak. It's what is his vision? Does it match up with your vision? You know, you want to serve God. He wants to go do something else. You know, you want to be in the house of God. He wants to play golf. You know, do, do your path cross? You know, he may be a nice person. Is he a Christian? The Bible says we should not be equally yoked with non-believers. If he's not a Christian and you go into that relationship, you have to be ready to, to, to face the music because there will be music from the clashes of, 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 of interest, clashes of beliefs, clashes of, of, of things that you don't share together. You meet him, he wants to have sex before marriage, and you meet him and he says, no, no sex before marriage because I'm preserving myself for marriage. And they say, where do you come from in this day and age? You don't want to have sex before marriage. Where are you from? You know, so people who understand you are people you share the same language with. Amen. And this shouldn't be done under pressure because you've got a long way to go. Learn to love God with all your heart. Serve in the house of the Lord. Let your husband or your wife find you serving in the house of the Lord. Amen. I have a friend who, who, who is now gone and married. She's in Nigeria. She used to be in the house of the Lord nearly every single day. Serving in the house of the Lord. And when her husband came, she was leading praise and worship. And the husband said, this is my wife. This is my wife. Before you knew it, they started dating and they got married. So let your husband, your wife, find you serving in the house. Be sold out for the things of God. Be sold out for the things of God. Amen. Because where you are going, it's, it's, there's room for improvement. But you've got to come as a single person. Come with something. Don't come with nothing to a relationship. Don't come and say, now I've arrived, you, you want to marry me? Okay, here I am, but you don't understand yourself, you don't understand your health, you know, we, we normally say once you're preparing to get married, you need to do a full health check of yourself. Know where you are, health-wise. Because it doesn't mean your husband or your spouse will leave you. But if you don't know where you are starting from, when you get married and you know, start growing and you, don't, you, you, you know how to behave when you know where you are. Amen. So some people will, will screen sexually and check you, you know, how you know you are. But it doesn't mean once you know, that's the end of the world. In this day and age, there is nothing impossible. 
But the thing is, you need to be open when you meet somebody. Say, this, this is my life. This is my story. This is what I have. This is what I don't have. This is what I do. This is what I don't do. State cl things clear. Let your life be transparent because sooner or later they will find out. And you don't want it to be after the, you are married to somebody that they find out negative things. You didn't tell them about your, your, your former relationship you had. You, you, when you come to him, say, oh, no, I've never been in a relationship. I've been single for a long, long time. I haven't been in a relationship. Yet you've been in, in five, six relationships. One day you meet somebody and you are hiding. And the person says, hello, sweetheart. You look so beautiful. And now you've got some explaining to do. Because you didn't spell everything to say, look, this is where I was. This is where I want to be. You know, how many people are you going to come hiding from? Every time you come across your ex somewhere, you change direction. You pretend as if you haven't seen the person. So it's important when you meet somebody, be open. Say, this is me. This is who I am. If you love me, you love me. If, you, if this makes you change your mind, then that's it. It means we are not men. But when you tell the truth, this is me, I was born here. Don't say I was born in a, a mansion when you know you are coming from a madhouse somewhere. When it's time to meet the parents, then there's a lot of friends who are taking you places, taking you here, hiding you here. Instead of going to the village and saying, mom, dad, hello, this is me. You know, this is why I admire my husband because, you know, it's things I never even thought about. When he took me to his parents' house, I was like, wow. You know, it was humbling. You, you know, for me, it was the love that I felt. I didn't look at the circumstances. Sometimes my husband says, why did you marry me knowing where I come from? But at that time, I don't know what happened. I just, when I got home, I just loved them. They loved me. And I felt like there is no best place to be. You know, so when you are in the right place, when you are in the right place, it doesn't matter. The, the foundation may be really bad, but the person might have a vision that might take you places you've never been before. So don't despise people. Don't look at them and despise them. Because today they are staying in a council flat and things don't look, you know, like there's a successful story here. They are not millionaires. They don't drive the fancy cars. They, you know, they don't talk the right way. Don't despise. Do they have God in them? Because greater is he who is in them than the one who's in the world. You might go for the fleshy things, you know, and it might mean nothing. Like the friend that I told you about who got married and was serving in the church. There's a person who came before their actual husband came. And she brought, them, brought the person to us. We're still living in Satya. And she says, you know what? I want you to see this person because he wants me to marry him. So the person walked in into our flat in Satin. My husband looked at him. Hardly 10 minutes he was there. He says he's not the one. We stayed, we ate dinner, and he left. He had a fancy car, BMW, flashy car. He had, I think he was a banker or something, I can't remember. But he had, you know, a good package that you would think, oh, yeah, 
He is the one. He's got everything going on for him. But he was not the one. And she ended up marrying a pastor. Because they connected. They have the same vision. They have the same mindset. Amen? They have the same mindset. As I prepare to close, have I exhausted my time? Amen. As I prepare to close, I want to read the scripture in the book of um, Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 7. Amen. From verse 24 to 27. Praise God. The Bible says, um, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which builded his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon the rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them shall not be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. So when you hear God's word, God's word guide us. We've got the Holy Spirit. Don't be in a rush. Enjoy being single. It's your time of fellowship with God. Enjoy being alone while you're learning yourself, while you're developing yourself. Wisdom, vocation, finances, your relationships, your social influence. Where do you want to be? Your health, your well-being, your vitality. Your spiritual life should be so firm. It should be a firm foundation that will help you to channel the path of life. Amen. So when you build your lasting relationships, you should look for things that build the relationship. You know, you should be in a relationship because you have love to give. Some of the foundations of marriage is trust, communication, godly connections, love for God, similar ambitions. So when you meet somebody, weigh your life on those things. Are we going in the same direction or is it going to sideline me? into a different direction. Amen. God bless you. Trust you receive something this morning. Trust you receive something small this morning. Amen. Amen. As I welcome pastor. Amen. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.